well, to be honest, it was, it was sort of, we were forced to do it that way. We were forced to create a business that way. Um, I initially reached out to somebody who I didn't know to start this business. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Strategy Show. We are super pumped to have here entrepreneur Oliver Goffe from the Marlowe Watch Company. We are going to discuss three things that are super relevant right now for everybody of you listening. We are going to talk remote leadership, lean startup, and how to fast prototype, even if what you create is not software, but real hardware. We're going to talk producing watches. So everybody, I'm so excited, and we directly dive into remote leadership. Oliver, great to have you here. Great to be here, thank you very much. Do you want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing. Strategy in Sprints. Strategy means more revenue through a better offer. Doing it in sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see yours in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com sales and completing our exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? First of all, tell us a little bit about what you are creating, what your company is about, and uh, who you serve. Sure. Um, we create, um, we, we are predominantly a design company. We design and, and, and have made for us uh, mechanical watches. Um, so not your, your battery powered or even your, your smart watches. These are the more traditional mechanical watches that have a, a movement within. Um, and we, we, we really sell them all over the world. We're a global company now, so we, we sell watches into over 80 countries. Um, but what we try to do is we try to retail them at a sort of more accessible price points. So we're not selling 10,000 pound watches. We're trying to make very, very good quality products, but at a reasonable price. Beautiful. And elephant in the room right now, uh, how is this current crisis affecting your business? Yeah, it's, it's definitely affecting uh, our business. I mean, uh, we, we actually manufacture in Switzerland and Japan. Um, both uh, countries right now have um, paused all assembly lines. So, for example, our product pipeline has taken a bit of a hit. Um, but that's okay. We, we, we build in, in additional time to, to take into account these sorts of delays. Um, we're also seeing actually, uh, although we're seeing a drop in sales, we're seeing an increase in traffic to the website. Now, we're sort of putting this down to a bit of window shopping. So because people can't get out and about to the shops, they're going online. And so we're actually seeing a, a, a really great increase. In fact, in the UK alone, we've seen a 100% increase in traffic um, in the last couple of weeks. So there's some positives that are coming out of this very uh, uncertain uh, situation. Beautiful. Now, you are a 100% remote company. This is especially relevant since right now everybody is at home in isolation and working from home, which is quite new for some people. So, Strategy Sprints is also a remote company since day one. 
So how did you do it? How did you lead? Uh, how did you work and lead and connect and improve and innovate all from remote? Um, well, to be honest, it was, it was sort of, we were forced to do it that way. We were forced to create a business that way. Um, I initially reached out to somebody who I didn't know to start this business, uh, a designer called Gordon Fraser, who um, came on board right at the very start. Um, and he was based in Scotland. At the time, I was based in Stockholm, Sweden. And um, we ran the company for the, uh, the first year. Um, I wasn't even based in, in Great Britain at the time. So we went through prototyping and, and production phases during that time. Um, and, a, and a huge amount of, of building a company up from nothing at that point was based on trust. Um, Gordon and I hadn't met. In fact, we didn't meet for the first 18 months of running the business. Um, so I would never underestimate how much trust you need to have in somebody um, when you are creating a business, whether you know them or, or not. Um, but the, the things we put in place were, were really just sensible things. We had our weekly calls and we went through a very uh, predetermined list of, of criteria that we needed to discuss. Um, we were very open. We used great tools such as Slack, uh, uh, FaceTime, whatever necessary to be able to keep in touch at the, the, the drop of a hat. Um, communication is, is absolutely key. And also perhaps not being so sensitive to, um, you know, uh, moods and attitudes because sometimes people have a bad day or you write something down and you can't you can't sort of communicate the the tone of voice on on uh, written communications and so that that's quite important too um but but it still is in good stead to, to push the company forwards beautiful you know australian sprints right now we are <laughs> we are in in hong kong we are in austria we are in the us we are in london so nobody sees each other and in my old companies, uh, we, we were all together in the same office, etc. And I thought it would be hard to, to establish trust and commitment and transparency around stuff. Where now that we do it, I cannot imagine going back and I cannot imagine having um, the lack of this transparency. Because since, as you say, when you have to, create transparency with weekly meetings, with daily huddles, with transparent means of communication. You know much more. I know right now what people are doing in Hong Kong and I never knew what my colleagues were doing the same day. Uh, I did knew once a month what, what people were doing. But because of transparency and of the available technology and the communication, uh, that we have right now, I know much more who's doing what and who needs what in, so much faster than than usual. Yeah. What are what are three things that you would um, recommend if somebody starts a remote team? What should they avoid or what should they know? Um, oh goodness me! Um, I think the the thing to avoid is is, is assumptions. Never, never assume what what somebody's trying to say or ask for. Um, you sort of need to take everything with a pinch of salt when it comes to that type of communication. And I suppose I talk, I'm talking about non-verbal communication. If somebody sends you an email and you think there's an underlying tone there, just, just completely ignore it, you know, get on with the work. No doubt you were working towards a, an objective, a goal. Just, just, you know, just don't, don't, don't even think about it. Um, I think one of the recommendations I would have is you need to be able to, at the drop of a hat, 
get in contact with somebody or get a response from somebody. So you need a tool in place where if you absolutely need an answer at that very moment in time, and it could be quite a business critical decision in an office, you would walk around the corner and you would tap that person on the shoulder. So you need a solution, whatever that might be. Now, somebody would say, well, a text message, but hey, sometimes people don't have their phones on them or they don't see they've got a text. So you absolutely need to have that, that sort of red button sort of communication. Um, and I, and like you've used the word transparency a lot. I can't I can't recommend that highly enough. We we are incredibly transparent. We do know what we're doing on a on a daily basis, almost an hourly basis. Um, and I cannot recommend that highly enough. You you know to run a to run any business. I think nowadays, um, especially if you're remote, if you don't have transparency, then I, I don't think it'd be much of a, a success because you're not you're ultimately you're not really sort of working together. Thank you so much, Oliver. I am super pumped that you come back for the next episode where we are going to talk lean. How did you start in the most lean way? How, how did you manage to stay lean also when growing and scaling? And what can we entrepreneurs learn? Because in these times, it's all about being lean. The next month, it's all about being lean. So I'm so happy that you are here. Oliver, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what to work on? You're in luck because we have a 15-minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck.